0: Chapter Thirteen of Glenda of Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Thirteen The Alarm Bell. Glenda the Good, in her palace in the Quadling Country, had many things to occupy her mind, for not only did she look after the weaving and embroidery of her bevy of maids, and assist all those who came to her to implore her help beasts and birds as well as people. But she was a close student of the arts of sorcery, and spent much time in her magical laboratory where she strove to find a remedy for every evil and to perfect her skill in magic. Nevertheless, she did not forget to look in the great book of records each day to see if any mention was made of the visit of Ozma and Dorothy to the enchanted mountain of the Flatheads and the magic isle of the Skeezers. The records told her that Ozma had arrived at the mountain, that she had escaped with her companion and gone to the island of the Skeezers, and that Queen Coo-ee-oh had submerged the island so that it was entirely under water. Then came the statement that the Flatheads had come to the lake to poison the fishes, and that their supreme dictator had transformed Queen Kui'o into a swan. No other details were given in the great book, and so Glinda did not know that since Kui'o had forgotten her magic, none of the skeezers knew how to raise the island to the surface again. So Glinda was not worried about Ozma and Dorothy until one morning, while she sat with her maids, there came a sudden clang of the great alarm bell. This was so unusual that every maid gave a start, and even the sorceress for a moment could not think what the alarm meant. Then she remembered the ring she had given Dorothy when she left the palace to start on her venture. In giving the ring, Glinda had warned the little girl not to use its magic powers unless she and Ozma were in real danger. But then she was to turn it on her finger once to the right and once to the left, and Glinda's alarm bell would ring. So the sorceress now knew that danger threatened her beloved ruler and Princess Dorothy, and she hurried to her magic room to seek information as to what sort of danger it was. The answer to her question was not very satisfactory, for it was only, "'Ozma and Dorothy are prisoners in the great dome of the Isle of the Skeezers, and the dome is under the water of the lake.' "'Hasn't Ozma the power to raise the island to the surface?' inquired Glinda. "'No,' was the reply, and the record refused to say more, except that Queen coo who alone could command the island to rise had been transformed by the flathead Sudik into a diamond swan. Then Glinda consulted the past records of the skeezers in the great book, after diligent search, she discovered that Kuio was a powerful sorceress who had gained most of her power by treacherously transforming the adepts of magic who were visiting her into three fishes, gold, silver, and bronze, after which she had them cast into the lake. Glinda reflected earnestly on this information, and decided that someone must go to Ozma's assistance. While there was no great need of haste, because Ozma and Dorothy could live in a submerged dome a long time, it was evident they could not get out until someone was able to raise the island. The Sorceress looked through all her recipes and books of sorcery, but could find no magic that would raise a sunken island. Such a thing had never before been required in sorcery. Then Glinda made a little island, covered by a glass dome, and sunk it in a pond near her castle, and experimented in magical ways to bring it to the surface. She made several such experiments, but all were failures. It seemed a simple thing to do, yet she could not do it. Nevertheless, the wise sorceress did not despair of finding a way to liberate her friends. Finally she concluded that the best thing to do was to go to the Skeezer country and examine the lake. While there she was more likely to discover a solution to the problem that bothered her, and to work out a plan for the rescue of Ozma and Dorothy. So Glinda summoned her storks and her aerial chariot, and, telling her maids she was going on a journey and might not soon return, she entered the chariot. And was carried swiftly to the Emerald City. In Princess Ozma's palace, the Scarecrow was now acting as ruler of the Land of Oz. There wasn't much for him to do because all the affairs of state moved so smoothly, but he was there in case anything unforeseen should happen. Glinda found the Scarecrow playing croquet with Trot and Betsy Bobbin, two little girls who lived at the palace under Ozma's protection and were great friends of Dorothy, and much loved by all the Oz people. "'Something's happened!' cried Trot, as the chariot of the sorceress descended near them. Glinda never comes here, cept something's gone wrong." "'I hope no harm has come to Ozma or Dorothy,' said Betsy anxiously, as the lovely sorceress stepped down from her chariot. Glinda approached the Scarecrow and told him of the dilemma of Ozma and Dorothy and she added, We must save them somehow, Scarecrow. Of course, replied the Scarecrow, stumbling over a wicket and falling flat on his painted face. The girls picked him up and patted his straw stuffing into shape, and he continued as if nothing had occurred. But you'll have to tell me what to do, for I never have raised a sunken island in all my life. We must have a council of state as soon as possible, proposed the sorceress. Please send messengers to summon all of Ozma's counselors to this palace. Then we can decide what is best to be done. The Scarecrow lost no time in doing this. Fortunately, most of the royal counselors were in the Emerald City or near to it, so they all met in the throne room of the palace that same evening. End of chapter 13.